And here they come. Now, though, Brian O'Neill, Conlon White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonald, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for love. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome back to the Loud and Proud Monday Morning Champod podcast. Um, a wet, 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 soggy, soggy podcast for you after um, a subdued and wet and slippery weekend so let's get going round two here we go right as you as um as usual i'm going to give out all the results uh, and then give an overlook i'm going to tip a couple of red stars players that are eyes of the future and possible um loud panelists for next season with wayne and a couple a lot of young talent out there and then Fixtures and predictions at the end for the for the for the final round of the championship. Uh, well, in some cases there mightn't be. Right, so I'll get into it. And then junior championship and one game call off was postponed. The Shawns and the Knicks that wasn't played. And then we go Lanlier two twelve, Stabannon two points, Aluminium eleven, the Westerns five fourteen. Then the Glide refix game was on today and um, on the Sunday it's Glide 213, the John Mitchells 1-9. And then the remaining two junior games that were played on the Sunday was Roach 214, the Piercy 111, and the Malachies 511, the Tones 13 points. And then on to Intermediate Championship. The Kilcarely Clans game was called off on Saturday bereavement in the Clans Club. Um, but in the other games, a double header in the Gaelic rounds, and Mattock won 214 to 12 points. Hunterstown won 14, and the Feckins 16 points. Then one game on the Sunday is the Brides won 11, Glen Emmett's 13 points. So the four senior games, uh, the one, one senior game on the Saturday. And that was uh, the Dreadnoughts 12 points, Sean O'Mahony's 12 points draw match. I think that was the only draw in the whole weekend. Yeah, that's probably right. And then on this Sunday, the Blues won 15, the Mockdas 12 points. And a double header in Dunlear, the Jocks 12 points, the Geraldines won 8, one point win for the Jocks. And then the Marys won 16, the O'Connells 14 points. So that's all the results from the the three uh, grades, and I'm just going to give a wee bit of, I suppose, a delay of the land before I get into the games that I was at and seen and spectated and 
heard what happened and just got a feel from it from talking to different people because you can't go to every game um, with so much on but um, so I'll start with um, I start with intermediate I'll get that out of the way I can't really comment on it too much but the uh, the thing has been kind of blown wide apart in uh, the, with Hunterstown beating the Feckins so they have two wins and Hunterstown may play the Islanders but uh, Mattock and the Brides are through to the quarterfinals. That that is what we know. The Clans Kilcurley game is off, and <clears throat> I think Kilcurley will now be playing next weekend. They'll be playing the Plunkets next weekend, and I think they're going to refix that uh, Clans Kilcurley game. Not fully certain. I'll have a look at the fixtures now, and we'll, I will give a fixtures and predictions at the end. But Junior, uh, big win for the Westerns. Got right back in course, and um, Tommy Dornan put in a sterling display. I think three seven. He got out of the five fourteen, which is some going. And credit to Anamini, eleven scores wasn't the bad, wasn't bad going. Like I know they were still back by fifteen points. Those goals kind of let them down. That was a wet, 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 wet night. That was a horrible Friday night. That was the storm night, the, the lightning in the clans, and the other game was called off. They came on after it in the same group. But it lied, eventually got over the uh, Mitchells. Um, and that was in play today, and I think that was in Dramiskin. <coughs> so that was, a, that was a good win, that was an important win for Glyde, who are two out of two in that group, and they look to be in the knockout stages. And then Lanlier started their uh, campaign, uh, one of my top four contenders. They started their campaign and they are a little bit more attacking under Mark Gilson, who was former manager of uh, Tannister the past two years, and he's jumped ship to Lanier in the same grade. And they were one ten to two points ahead at half time. One one ten to a point ahead at half time. Um, really, really, really formidable performance. Like to to notch that score and keeps the band down to two points in a championship match now I know the weather was absolutely diabolical um, Paul Callan got 1-5 he really shone for Lanlier uh, Mark Dunn is back for them as well I see and what I heard and um, just it's just very disappointed how Stabannon have been I know they've won more game they will make the knockout stages um, but unless Cahullan Gales pull off, pull off a hell of a shock but uh, I suppose they won their game and it was a game of nothing against Lanlier but then just to to, to go down in that manner of defeat it will take some soul searching there in the whole month of August ahead of that knockout game but uh, you'd, you'd, you'd probably think other teams in that junior grade will be licking their lips if they get the man in the draw um, but Lanlier <coughs> look ominous they'll, they'll get out of that group more than likely and play Cullen Gales next and put up bit of resistance but I can't see it happening I see Lanier going right through on top of that group and then the other big the, probably the biggest game in the grade on the Sunday was Roach beating the Percy and uh, Barry O'Hare got I think he got 8 points and then Eugene Murray got two got the two goals but the, then the Percy were well in it they, they, they were 5 ahead I think the Roach had to get, throw on 3 subs a triple substitution making it early on the first half to get back into it and the rejig the whole entire team the rejig obviously worked and they uh, they got the win they got that valuable win 
But looking at Napiercy and I think there was a wedding, Joe Woods' wedding during the week, and that will probably have to hamper, well, definitely will have hampered a lot of those lads' preparation, and they'll feel right. We'll dust ourselves down and be ready for Roach next time we meet them. But um, also, big win for the Malachis. They're f- probably the, the biggest players landing the goals and probably the killer goals because it looked like there was nothing really between that. Um, Podrick Moley got two goals, Jack Caron got a goal and Jamie Kelly. Those are the, probably the three key players with Ronan Green as well, but attacking-wise, those lads are <coughs> are what make uh, the, the Malachy tick and... Like that's what secured in the group, really. That that scoring power. That that's two wins from two. And in fairness to them, they're they're they're, they're going to be they're going to take a nice a nice licking now. They've topped that group, and it's the tones now to, to play off. And I'm very disappointed with the tones. Although they could kick 13 points, it wasn't bad. Um, will they get out of the group? Um, that that's going to be a tough one. Dowdles Hill will. Uh, I still fancy the Tones scare of that group. I know Dowdles Hill might think they will, but I think the Tones will, will have enough. Actually, I get to that at the end, I get to that in the next one. But yeah, that's the, uh, that is the junior in a nutshell. No real shocks, no real uh, teams being knocked out, and I'll get, to the, I'll get to the predictions at the end and go into it in a little bit more detail. And then now on to senior, and... I suppose similar to uh, the way the way things are going, it it just there's a lack of I suppose competitive edge in in in, in this uh, this year's championship. Everything's going to plan, everything's going to course. The teams are winning and they're being well flagged to win at the start. There's no real upsets, um, but we've got a bit of grit this weekend. Um, in, in I suppose you could probably say in the Geraldine's Jocks game in, in its entirety it was it was an arm wrestle of a game um, the Gerald got an early goal and Jim McEnany got the ball from the throw in there was a couple of goals from the throw in today and uh, Mick Fanning lost his foot he slipped Jim went round him and he went up the end line and banged in the goal and that gave them that gave them an early edge in the game the Geraldines and uh, it it just it gave them that kind of cushion but in fairness to the to the Martins they really really um, they changed things around they looked a lot more balanced they learned an awful lot from it from that sorry from the first game in Dunleer first game in their group in Dunleer against the Joes they were well able to uh, play against that packed kind of Geraldines defence and uh, the mid-range shoot, not long range and not short range, was was really on it. Was really on it. Like Wayne hits a free, JP scored at the highest quality under really difficult conditions. Um, <coughs> Samuel Roy hitting forty fives as well, and he had a free at the end. They were delayed at half time. Owen Callahan's position, he was named a cornerback. Kind of plays a free role then with the way um, the, the Geraldine set up with. James uh, Craven, the county player on the 40, but he sits back deep. Jerry High sits deep. <coughs> and they just showed uh, they can mix it. It was a slog of a game. And uh, 
to have the work rate the jocks but they still do they were made work by um by uh the Geraldines who had three scores in a row to, to to go one point ahead with um Jim Jim leading the line again with three and forty fives and Dara Hamill got a free as well. Uh, and then uh, Valletti levelled Shane O'Hanlon kicked the, uh, a lead point with a hell of a score from long range on his uh, mark off the bench um, but when um, Campbell hits a free Sam Mulroy hits a great score Connor Healy inside him and then Mark Whelan kicks what would be the winner the, the 12 point uh, point from play I'd say it's his first championship point uh, so Jim pulled one back he two bites of the cherry either free from long range Craig Lynch dropped it for a 45 with a chance to level it and he missed just was off so that that really kicked him but it was a hell of a it was a really good battle really slog of intensity and the, the rain added to the intrigue I would say that wasn't a bad game I thought the quality was quite good considering the circum- the, the weather conditions the teams used the ball well they had to think on their feet and uh, Conor Healy played and he played a great role for um, the Martins got through an awful lot of work surprised he didn't start last week but he comes in this week and was quite effective gets through an awful lot of work didn't miss a score but JP Rooney shows his class and Mick Fanning and Jim McEnany's battle on the edge of the square was just it was it was worth paying in to be honest they just not like Mick didn't give him an inch and he had to go off uh, injured I think but Jim was such a leader for the Geraldines as well and that was an intriguing battle so they're, they're up now against the Joes and still have a chance to get through the knockout stages but all the talk about the Geraldines beforehand whether they will push or will make an impression on that strong league form and I don't think they did like what would you say they didn't let themselves down either I know they didn't get the win they pushed the Marins all the way they could have got something out of that game so the Geraldines would be still fancying their chances down the road maybe get a dry day they might be able to open up and attack a little bit more fluidly um, they've Josh Harris made the Darren Hamill occupying the wings uh, Matthew Corkins in the middle of the field now with um, Conor Rafferty good good partnership there they're solid they're hard to break down they didn't let the jocks in for a goal but um, they still couldn't get the level up <laughs> and um, it's hard to know it's hard to know what way it'll be but they could take a team out if they beat the Joes in the next round uh, then the other game in the uh, the other game in the Senior Championship on Sunday night in um, in Dunlear uh, was the Marys and the O'Connells and it's, it's mad you're hearing beforehand that uh, the O'Connells are down a lot of numbers and they were the five lads with Gary Owen in London London club I think they're an intermediate play intermediate club football um, out there and the five O'Connells players which is just madness but the two two star players have probably got them so well on and edge head to head with um, the Feckins in the league is the two forwards Connor Quigley or uh, <laughs> Robert Quigley and <coughs> Keane Doyle uh, massive losses Sean Connolly I know he hasn't really played for the senior team this year he he's with them James Clerkin and Dean Corrigan so that's five players you're missing like that's one third of your team oh it's five options that you're missing 
but they still put it up to the Marys, who uh, who were winning by double scores at half time. Mark Fagol had them well in the ascendancy, one ninety six. The weather conditions weren't as bad as the um, first game, but this they, they let like seven to the rallies game to let the O'Connells back into it. And fairness to the O'Connells, they were full value. Like now, O'Connell's still a handful, kicks a few scores. Um, snitching lands a couple of 45s but the Marys did learn from last week they, they responded they got the scoreboard ticking over Ronan Carroll comes out the field Paulie Clark's an option inside they have more bodies around the middle of the field um, and then they just they just plug away Keenmore and gets a point Keenmore sets up a point for Darren Clark Clark hits a free they get three in a row um, and they see out the game Stanfield does hit one in reply but Clark ends the game with a free to give them a, a five point win so the Marys like I would say getting through the group is what it's all about doesn't matter really how you get it they probably um, they probably wouldn't be as uh, happy as the way the, Mart- uh, the Martins went through the group but they're through the group nonetheless so that's those two teams true and then the other two one team that's certainly true to the quarterfinals is the Dreadnoughts and similar to similar to the Marys they haven't done it in overly convincing fashion probably because they've drawn uh, against the Mahonies but when they should have pulled away but they, you cannot really pull away from the Mahonies they are dogged they don't give you an inch and they love being wrote off and Kevin uh, Stephen Kilcoyne Hit some serious uh, scores to uh, to keep them in the game and give them that lifeline. Uh, Jay Hughes is making a name for himself again. I'll get to him in there in a minute with the Red Stars. But yeah, so the Dreadnoughts did enough. They'll they'll take stock now in August as well and look to push on. And um, the team that's not in the <laughs> that's not over like not secure that they're in the quarterfinals as yet but it looks ominous at this stage it's the Newtown Blues in one of the most intriguing games beforehand everyone was like building it up I was building it up that this is going to be a great game I really can't wait to see how the Moctis test test themselves against the, the Blues the three in a row seeking Blues and it was all wiped out in an instant right from the throw in Set piece move, Column Judge starts in the 40, they win the throw in, Judge makes the space, they all make the space, pull out, Robert Carr gets the ball, runs right through. Now it probably should have been saved by Jason Callan in the, in the goal for the Moctis, but the Blues don't care. They're ruthless and before they know it, uh, they're 1-2 to no score up. Downey adds one and Nally adds another. And they're just they're keeping they're keeping the Moctis at arm's end from that sort of way Decky did hit two frees in a row and it kind of more or less annoyed the Blues and it, it put them into a six in a row run where Andy kicks 45 I didn't know he could kick 45s but he can he kicks a point Kamold comes on and starts comes out really nowhere to start it shows how much the value I'm out there Nally swings a really good point over and let hanging off. Mandy gets the last, he gets three points in that period. And then he kind of realises that the game's more or less won. Decky kicks a few frees to make it 1 9 to 5 at half time. But the. The, the Moctis don't score until the 52nd minute from play. And that's a sub Cormac Smith. 
So it just shows you the shot out. Like you lot, you 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 hear a lot about the Blues, all that brilliant attacking footballers that play some football, and but their their real key strength is their defence, and they're tackling all over the field, and they they just limited. They really shut down the Marcus. Like the job they did on Stephen McCoy, they didn't let any runners through the middle. They were just get men behind the ball. They just snuffed, snuffed the Mockers out. Now, in fairness to the Mockers, they did kick four points in a row in the second half, but the game was kind of all but up at that stage. And you, but you still feel that if the Mockers had got a better start, but then if they they're after winning a the game, they have a game under the belt. Their first game over in senior football is over this is the best chance they would have had to give the Blues a good rattle and the Blues just took that impetus out of them straight away with that with that goal and two points flurry at the very beginning and they were dazed and they did come round a little bit to mock this I'd say they, they met again the next day it would be it would be closer the mockers would have learned a lot and they would have I don't think they did give the Blues too much respect I think the Blues just in a way, they kind of stamped their authority on it and uh, showed who's boss and they showed where they're going for three in a row. They look really, really, really good. So that's <laughs> that's four teams more or less true. You have the Blues still have to play the Gales, but with the Gales losing to the Moctis, you'd like to think that uh, the Blues will go through. The Marys are true, two out of two. Dreadnoughts are two, three points out of four. And the other blue team is the Martin. So those four teams, those are the big four teams. The, um, the Geraldines are the other team in top of Division 1. But those are the, f- uh, the blues, I think, are fifth. They still make that uh, fourth spot. <coughs> but that's it. That sums up That sums up the opener, the second weekend's football. Um, no real surprises. The quality was Okay. Competitiveness was there. The weather made it a little bit of a anticlimax, really. But uh, that's it. So I'll get the red stars now. Red stars, and there's plenty of them again this week. Uh, I suppose you could pick off the team, the players that were on it last week. Uh, the two Garlands get get a nod again, and Jerry end up going in the middle of the field. Um, I think, yeah, Andrew English went off at half time, so Darren Matt had to go back in centre half. Um, Connor Garland's a good chap as well, wing back. Now I know he was marking Rob Carr, and Rob Carr got the early goal, but he he drove back into the game, Connor, and he was solid. As the future there, he uh, possibly can go a higher level as well. Those two Garlands can well stick them two in straight away. Sean Murray, another top class performance. Quick thinking got the goal got the goal that kinda of decided that game with the uh, Glenn Emmett's. Um Darren Alley was uh, making his championship debut and he did he did rightly like has loads more in him. Kind of played probably within himself would like to play a central role but he'll have to bide his time by the looks of it but he, he's really solid and um, Conor McGill's a good player for the O'Connells has loads of ability and loads about him pace wise and ball carrying good player Wayne Campbell big big man around the middle of the field for uh, the Jocks 
there's plenty of uh, promise there really does um, still a good age profile as well but he's a big man has all the skills as well um, Sam Kenny full back line for uh, Glen Emmett's big strong chap still young 20s early uh, under 21 last year um, on the under 20 squad this year I think um, good player very solid was kept uh, close tabs in Emma Kirk today kept him to one point um, then a couple of RD players Donald McKenney again really impressive really tenacious has a lot going for him as a tight marking defender maybe bring him in and develop into a tight marking corner back another chap that's a good young player didn't play last week for the Marys come in this week two of them actually Came in this week in a two like in nearly a whole new half back line for RD. That's Tom Jackson, very impressive young player, younger brother of Liam's, and um, really really good player, right half back. Drove up the field, kicked two points as well, two points from play. Good good player, and Niall Eccles as well, good player. He's come back from Australia, settles in, came off the bench last week and played centre back. This week, good player, loads of aggression in him, good player. Uh, go another level as well then uh, Totor on Saturday night Chris Midlin and uh, Connor Lennon full back for uh, Totor is a really good player good marker as well so he could go another level um, Joe Corrigan has a lot of accuracy for the Feckins I know you, you're talking about a lot of the big like a lot of big names for the Feckins to get a lot of attention but Joe Corrigan uh, showed that he has a lot of really good accuracy be it dead balls of a play kick some crucial points in their one point loss to uh, the time, but it wasn't for the lack of Joe Corrigan's trying another player worked really hard two match users from uh, either side Paul for uh, the Feckins really good midfielder really good player good pedigree there as well and uh, really brought really brought the game to Hunterstown despite Bevan getting black carded Owen Duffy getting injured and Rowan Holcroft getting uh, Injured as well, he, he still brought the, the fight. He's a classy player, truth be told. And uh, the Mattis on the Hunterstown side would have flagged him before. Good forward, um, Glenn Matthews. Yeah, a really good chap. Um, good in the solo run, very clever and intelligent footballer. And then I mentioned the Blues, the strength they have around the middle of the, or around the forwards, but the defence is. Um, is overlooked sometimes and when you like when you bring into the bargain that Emma Carlin and Fergal Dunn who didn't start for them they must have serious uh, strength and depth there and the likes of Kevin Carr and Alan Connor are keeping them out of corner back Alan Connor's a young chap on that minor team that went to the Leicester final if you got him in got him developed he's a serious prospect his size, he's a great reader of the game, he's a good intelligent footballer as well. Kevin Carr's Kevin Carr, he played for Loud seamlessly when he was there. You could see him coming back in on those two boys making making a recall back into it. I think that's everyone. Um, yeah, I think that's all. That's <laughs> that's more than enough players for you, but um, yeah, those are the players you'd like to see looked at, developed and can make a chance or a step up to um, the loud setup. John Gallagher as well is impressive for the Mitchells I hear. So I'll hopefully get to see him next weekend. But um, I'll get on to fixtures and predictions now. 
So uh, the refix game in the junior and uh, the Knicks and the Shawns that's going to be played on Wednesday night. And uh, that that was postponed tonight with the rain and the thunder and lightning on the Friday. And then this Friday, um, there's no venues in a couple of these games, so, so money surmising. But the Cahullin Gales are playing Lanlear, and Dowdle's Hill are playing the Tones, and that'll probably be a double header, more than likely in the Clans or maybe Haggerstown. Uh, my predictions of Lanlear should beat Cahullin Gales, and I fancy the Tones to beat Dowdle's Hill and get out of that group, along with the Malachis. The other double header is usually the same group. It's Animinian Rovers versus Glide, John Mitchell versus Westerns. And that could, looking at it logistically, it could be Stabannon. There's no venue as of recording. Glide should put up a big score against Animinian, maybe introduce a few younger players and maybe get David Devenny back in or maybe Dion Connell comes back in or Kevin Moran. Um, but it should be a big win there and seal their place at the top of the group. Second place, this is going to be a good game. This is probably the tie of that grade for that next weekend. And it's John Mitchell's versus the Westerns. Two teams come into the game with a win against Anaminian and they both got beaten by the Glide. Uh, who can win? I think it could be a sneaky win for the Mitchells. Can they handle the the Westerns uh, force and Tommy Dornan? That is the key question. Uh, I think the Mitchells might be all right a little bit better, but oh, it's hard to bet against the Westerns. But I think uh, I'll go with the Mitchells. I'll tip the Mitchells to win it. And then on the Saturday, it looks like um, there's no fixture yet, refixture for the Clans Kilcarry game. Uh, that might be played during the week nothing has been talked about yet maybe they'll go ahead and play the Plunkett's and Kilcarley game can they do that I do not know but the Kevins are down to play the Glen Emmets in the Moctis to decide that, that'll decide who comes out of that group along with the Brides in second place winner takes all um, the Geraldines play the Joes in Daryl's Hill and then Hunterstown and the Young Ireland that's another uh, those two teams Hunters can top the group to beat the Young Irelanders and the Young Irelanders can win if the Young Irelanders win by a point they'll all be level and it'll go for scores four in that one and uh, yeah the Geraldines and the Joes whoever comes out second in the Martins that'll be a good local derby in Daryl's Hill oh where I think after today's performance the Jairs still have plenty more in the tank I, I fancy them to do the business and then on the Sunday then there's a junior double header no fixture as yet but it more than likely will be Tanstown again that's the Piercy taking on the Knicks should be a win for the Piercy and then Roach should take care of business again to Sean's although the rope being off record again but should be the Roach and the Naps going through in that group then uh, probably midday or afternoon game in the Clans is Sean O'Mahony's in the Pat R- massive arm wrestle of a game last year in the clans at quarter final stage will the Mahonies get revenge will the Pats keep on showing that good sign of trajectory of good form with their young players and their mix and Paddy Keenan back the Mahonies fared better again the they done the Clarkhead Dreadnoughts <laughs> will that give them a slight advantage uh, I think it will I think the Mahonies will win that game then Cooley play Thor in that um, 
double header as well winner takes all there both teams have no points so clearly and Toto or whoever wins that goes through and then the double header usually rounds off the Sunday night it's the the Blues and the Gales everyone more or less will feel that the Blues will go through unless the Gales have a massive upset on the cards and then blow the group wide open there then again but look it looks like the Blues will, will go through there and, and then the rallies and the O'Connells Two teams pushed the Marys close. The rallies pushed them the clo- closer. Going like the, my thought process of the boys pushed Threadnoss closest. Will that mean they win? The rallies look a lot more dangerous going forward than the O'Connells. I know the O'Connells are missing an awful lot of players. I, th- I think the rallies will do the business. I think the. the have that sharper edge up front. Maybe the O'Connells are all round a little bit better, but the Rally's efficiency, they score nearly in every possession that they, they get across that 50 yard line. Uh, so, yeah, I, I expect them to advance as runner ups in that group behind the Marys. But, um, yeah, I suppose that's it. That's all the fixtures and predictions. Um, there'll be a team of the week in the Dundalk Democrat this week. Um, any player that you want in I just blame Kevin Riley for not picking him and then he does vice versa with me so check out, check that out um, check out all the polls and the crack on Instagram as well coming up to this weekend um, check out all the live videos live reports on Facebook getting good feedback off those um, Twitter account keeps the king ticking over during the week. Best of luck to the loud ladies under 16s in the All Ireland final on Wednesday night in Cavan. Um, I'll be at that game. And then, what else is there? I suppose that's all. Thanks very much for listening. Next weekend looks like a more exciting weekend. There's more on the line. There's teams that could be out of the championship next weekend. I know for definite. So it's that kind of suddenness, and maybe that'll make the make the thing a little bit more more uh, clinical and more tension filled hopefully it will because it needs a wee bit of a lift before we take that break that August break um, before we get back into the knockout stages but uh, thanks very much for listening great response to the last podcast and uh, get in touch get your uh, nominees in for the Red Stars it's great to get feedback on all of your thoughts on you got plenty of feedback last week as well so it's great thanks very much for listening chat to you soon This has been the Loud and Proud Champod Week 2 Podcast.